Welcome to Doctor Who on Target. Podcast where we discuss the target range of classic Doctor Who novelizations from the 1970s and 80s. Those long ago days where, if you missed Doctor Who on TV, you missed it forever. Unless, of course, you bought the target novelization. So, join us, jump aboard the TARDIS, set the time rotor for late 20th century Earth, and with a wheezing, groaning sound, We'll discuss Doctor Who on Target. Hello and welcome to Doctor Who on Target. This is Greg in Swansea. And this is David in Chelmsford. And we are coming to you this week fresh off the press we've literally just watched it david and we so of course what we are talking about is the the season finale of doctor who and um we haven't t- discussed it at all david have we so no. we, we 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 watching it at the same time we sort of re-watching it as well when we go mm. into it so david i'd be very intrigued to know what you thought of it we can see the scarecrows now coming well, yes, in that Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. It was a very promising start. The first thing that popped into my head when I saw the Scarecrows was obviously Family of Blood. Um, mm. It was a very similar setup with not only uh, the Scarecrows, but in terms of actually defeating them with the invasion, the boy soldiers trying to machine gun the invading Scarecrows. So I thought, oh, this reminds me of a sort of cross between Family of Blood and Witness. Because it looked like the Amish community <laughs> that, that yeah. the horse and cart was coming across. I was fighting for um, some sort of perspective on this, and I thought, is it cowboy? Is it um, well, what's it, the? Yes, it is. It was like that they even mentioned the Alamo, didn't they? Um, oh yes, so yes. It was a bit. It was a bit <laughs> cowboy. Yes. It was. Nardole uh, mentioned the Alamo and then realised that ended in disaster. Said, "Oh no, actually, you better forget that." We better forget it. it. I was very encouraged <laughs> to see an actress called Samantha Spiro or Spiro in the cast. Right. She was playing. The character called Hazran, who sort of half fancied Nardol, but you've oh. just got the. She's she's a very very good actress. I've seen her in several things. Uh, she usually plays motherly characters. She's in Game of Thrones. She plays Samuel Tarly's mother. She was very good. Yeah, indeed. You know, she's quite um, engaging. Actually, you know, she was one of these um, actors actresses who. When she's on the screen, she has the presence to keep you listening. Mm. Or oh, I'm just watching. We've just oh, seen. We've the... just seen Cyberpots has just arrived with yes, with the, yes. the oh. seemingly dead Doctor, and yes, he does not yeah. look a well man, does he? He he doesn't. He looks <laughs> genuinely. Oh, we've just gone into the opening titles. Do you do you want to give a, a quick uh, where we've got yes, the I will. Going yes, what, I will. Go on, Th- this this episode had an awful lot to live up to. Last podcast when we looked at the first episode of this two-parter i gave it 9.5 you gave it 10 and i said i'm giving it 9.5 on condition that stephen moffat does not mess things up in the second episode i was quite clear with him not to mess things up (laughs) and i think we'll we'll be deciding quite shortly whether my worst fears came to pass or whether he delivered another stonkingly good episode. What were mm. your first impressions 
of as the episode developed and as more and more revelations and shocks happened did you find yourself engaged were you getting the full doctor who hit from this material in some ways it's not quite as strong as last week's episode i feel overall but i have to say i came away from it um just now at the end feeling well i mean the end scene which we'll just we discuss when we get to it is is great you know but i i it, it's more of a mixed bag i think but it's absolutely full of really emotional moments Capaldi is absolutely on fire. He's really top-notch. The, 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 the Missy and the Master are some wonderful play between them going throughout it. Oh, look at these scenes of the of, of the cyber city here. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, it's so great, isn't the, it? The number that we couldn't make out last week was the floor on the ship. It was yes. the level that they were at, but we didn't pick that up. No, Which was a no. shame. Oh, yes, they're having a... <laughs> A moonlight dance, aren't they, in front of the Doctor who's chained into a wheelchair. This is really, really rather odd. It sort of takes dancing alone to a new level. Yes, it's (laughs) it's really macabre, isn't it? It's it's quite, uh, the way they've got the Doctor, they're enjoying this so much, you know. It's, um, I I have to say, one thing which really stood out, well, Pearl Mackey in it actually um, it's quite strange because I, I started off with a character at the beginning not being at all enamoured with her. Um, I thought she's too young for my taste, you know, in terms of down and with it and, and the language. It was a bit too too much for me. But I have to say she's grown better and better and better. And I think probably this story is probably her best um, performance. She is very, very strong in it. Yes, I, we got quarter of an hour in, and she yeah. was back in human form. And I said, "Oh goodness me, here we go." They found oh. a way to unpick last week's episode, and we're only fifteen minutes old. But what we were actually witnessing was her realization that she was no longer human, and actually yes. her performance was absolutely spot on. At that point in the episode. So it turned what could have been a massive negative into a huge plus. And it was purely her, uh, the the absolute despair and and the fact that she took the audience with her as she realised, because you didn't understand why everyone was shying from her. No, Because we could just see Pearl Mackey. We couldn't see the cyberpots. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at Missy here. She's putting lipstick on her lips or something she's so malevolent so evil um what 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 do you think of um john sims here well yes apart from the slightly sexually ambiguous experimentation with the eyeliner i thought (laughs) i thought he was very um very easily understood very malevolent not the psychopath of the david tennant era but a long way short of a pleasant person and mm. it didn't surprise me at all. What really surprised me was Missy's willingness to change because we've been saying that she's been faking it all season. Yes. And so yeah. I thought that I thought that was very, very nicely played, actually. The fact that she was having an internal battle with herself. She wanted to be bad. She desperately yeah. wanted to be bad. But there was something about the goodness of the Doctor that was permeating her evil hide. And she really did give it a go 
I, yeah, she she played um, Michelle Gomez, who we both adore her performance. Mm. I know we do, and yes. she played the internal conflict of the character so nicely, really, really good. Oh, right throughout the episode, we 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 are seeing this um, this interplay going on. Her face, you know, is giving these little glimpses of this internal struggle that's going on within mm. in her isn't mm. it and uh, she's such a fabulous before and she turns on a sixpence as well but i have to say did you see john sim when they're on this rooftop scene and he strokes his goatee beard right um because he's uh, it's a bit of an homage or a bit of a reference to of course the original delgado masters yes, isn't yes. It? john sim is vastly improved in this like mm. over, over the old um the, the ones that he was in with David Tennant, mm. you know. I think he's vastly improved. Mm. I, I'm, the, the other thing, you know, which I, I don't know if I mentioned, but the direction, Rachel Talley is a bleeding genius. Her direction. <laughs> look, look at the scenes we're watching here of the Cybermen coming up the mm. stairs to get them with the ash in the air and the shadows on the wall. Mm. This camera is not staying still. I don't know how many shots she's doing for this. Mm. It's just, it, it is cinema standard. You know, it's, mm. it, this is the sort of direction you'd see in, in a top cinema film, isn't it? I agree with you. There's, there's so much different in terms of style in this Doctor Who. But yeah. I, I think one of the blessings of this second episode was the fact that it was reasonably easily understood. Yes, it had real highs and it had some bits that were perhaps... Uh, I don't know what you'd call them, pastiches of things we'd seen before. Mm, Certainly the yeah. exit of Bill was something we saw before last year when, um don't know the character's name, but Maisie Williams and Clara travel oh. together as girl-girl partnership in a TARDIS. Oh, so yes, I, I of thought, course. I thought yeah. things like that were a bit, a bit rehashy, if that's a word. But, I don't think that is a word. But I, I, I felt we'd seen it before, but there were some things that we were familiar with that were actually adorable in, in mm. this episode. And, yeah. and as you say, Capaldi, absolutely on fire. And I don't just mean the regeneration. Yes. There was that wonderful scene where he had the ear of the two masters, the mistress and the master. Yes. And there was, you could mess that up so easily by putting crashing, dramatic, nonsensical music all over that. And he yeah. seemed to play the whole scene and there was just a little bit of birdsong in the background oh. and they let the power of his words do the talking it was almost sort of like a semi shakespearean yeah oh. scene in that the power of the words just carried it you didn't need any gimmickry you didn't need anything else you just needed the language now i'm not saying moffat shakespeare he isn't obviously yeah. because yeah. um shakespeare's quite exemplary stuff but um <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that the the um the use of the language and the power of the language was allowed to really come through yes and that was yeah. lovely i enjoyed that yeah me too um, and capaldi's delivery of of these lines and at terms pearl mackie as well mm. that had, had her chance of uh, doing some very emotional dialogue mm. um I love this. Sorry, we're just in the scene here where then they just get in the shuttle and John Sims' master character says, you know, the doctor's dead and something like that. He he said he never liked you. Off we go. And of course, Missy comes in afterwards and says exactly the same. 
thing, doesn't she? Yes, I know. Great minds thinking alike there. Wow, she does these shots looking up into these Montassian oh, side. Now we've come full circle, haven't we, in the story? Because now we've come back to the scene yeah. where everyone's coming out the smoke. Yes, but, um, yes. Oh, that, that scene holding the... The cool. Cyberpots is holding the Doctor coming out the smoke. Now, that seemed oddly familiar. I'm sure we've seen that. Did Matt Smith do something similar? Yeah, with... Matt, Matt Smith did with Karen Gillan. That's right, he did, didn't he? In, in... Yeah, the, the Dalek one. That's where... the one. That's what yeah. I'm trying to think of. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look at that. It's really scary. These with those, sort of um... semi-crucified, partially cybernetized people. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because, of course, they've been they've been alive, then been killed, and then brought back to life, then put on crosses and killed and dragged up and put back to life. It's interesting, isn't it? Constant resurrection, mm. I think, was mm. happening to them. <laughs> but like yeah, a we, Doctor we... Who companion, then yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I didn't think of that. Do you know we we're in the barn scene now? Well, again, is... the barn is is very familiar because this is where. The time war is the big red buttons pressed in the time war, isn't it? In a barn, it the doctor is, lived in a barn apparently, according to that one about the the one with the hands under the bed. What was that one? Can I offer a correction there, David? Listen, you're talking about. Listen, isn't yes, I? listen. I, from my understanding, now I first um, thought that that the doctor lived in the barn, but no, that. It's not the doctor lived in oh, the barn. Oh, thank goodness. I thought that no, was a young doctor. <laughs> no, the young doctor who was in the barn, he used to run away to the barn. Ah, I see. That was his yeah, safe he, place, yes. It's his safe place, that's right. And he'd run away and we saw a glimpse of his parents coming. They found him again, you know. They knew where he'd always run away to. So, yeah, it's his safe place. But I was under that uh, misconception. I thought, he lives in a barn. This is <laughs> Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Well, anyway, this is the scene in which Bill comes to realise why she's so reviled yes, by everyone else. Yes, because she's yeah. actually cyberpots, but not in her own head. Yes, yeah, it's a brilliant scene. it's heartbreaking scene. stuff, isn't it? Oh, it really is, you know, and it takes something. And I feel, this in the previous episode, it's jam-packed full of, what's the word, sort of you know throwbacks reminiscences well, glimpses it, yes of a... when you use the word pastiche you're actually yeah. being slightly insulting because it in yeah it implies a copy a copy of something to generate the same feelings as the original so it's better to use the word homage homage yes yes homages oh i'm sorry i'm looking at this where she sees herself in the mirror <gasps> It's so scary the way it's done, isn't it's, it? It's beautiful. Yes, it's 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 great the way the camera cuts between her point of view and other people's <laughs> point of view because the cat's absolutely out the bag now. And like yeah. I say, we were only fifteen minutes in when I yeah. thought she'd been resurrected yet again. Yeah, and she yeah. Hadn't. And I was very glad that she was still in the suit. Well, do you know, David? And this is something which uh, Moffat really pulls it off, I think, in this story. Because I know you mentioned about um, we've seen it in the last um, season, where um, Jen or the previous season with Jenna Coleman and Maisie. what's it, Maisie, Maisie Williams, Maisie Williams, yeah, run off together, and they're not. But he does something brilliant here because, in a way, she well, she is dead, really, isn't she? Well, she she's dead. As... Sort of is dead, but she isn't yeah. dead by yeah, the end of it. Yeah. But I'm yeah. sure we'll come to that. But well, at this point in the episode, she's definitely brown bread. Yes. 
Definitely. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, you see, you know, we're talking about these little homages and little touches and little... They, I thought they were lovely because we're looking at the barn scene here. You mentioned, of course, the Doctor, when he was a child, we've learned, um, runs away to the barn. And that barn becomes, again, um, what's that? This is the scene um, you, you mentioned earlier in the, the Time War, isn't it, with John oh, Hurt? Yes, when they all press the button together in the barn. That's right. And we've also got um, the barn. This reminded me greatly, this scene, of the Silurians with John Pertwee. Oh, right. When the, the injured Silurian is, is is in the... He's keeping him in the barn, isn't he? Yes, there's a blood trail and that leads the soldiers to him. Yes, yeah. But also there's a brilliant barn. I don't know why these seem to be the um, terror of the Zygons. Of course, the, yes, of course. There's yeah, another. with the... Yeah, because we've got the story. I don't know. I, I feel all of these are sort of, it's almost like he's given little nods to all these lovely scenes from Doctor right. Who's history. Well, of course, and not so long ago in this episode, he offered the child a jelly baby. Oh, so not yeah. too difficult to see who what that's uh, a callback to, is it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look at, look at this scene, oh, David. The fingers, she, yes. The oh, cyber hand has been seen. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, the way we've yes. she's got she goes to brush her brow, is it? And oh, that's so good. Look at the shadows and the filming on this, and the way. Do you know? I absolutely adore the way Capaldi he gives these little Peter Cushion walks now and again, doesn't right. he? You, you've mentioned them before, I think, right. David. You, yeah, but he gives these little ones, and they, oh, they so they so wonderful, you know. He. Do you know, I, I've been thinking the past um, week or the last episode and um, I don't think, alongside Patrick Troughton, I think Peter Capaldi is is the best actor to have actually played the role of the Doctor. Well, the actual, I agree what do with you, think? you. Well, yes, because he's actually the only Doctor who's ever won an Oscar. So he's an award-winning actor. Oh, absolutely. The top award-winning, yeah. he's His acting is act absolutely you know uh it's so rock solid and subtle and what i've been thinking is you know he's definitely up there with patra don't get me wrong tom baker is an utter genius but that's because he is the doctor we all know that but as you know as for actors peter capaldi and pat troughton utterly phenomenal mm. but what i've i've noticed is that you know, we, they developed these things over the years where they all say, I remember Peter Davison coming in to play the role and saying, oh, well, I'm going to have a bit of the first doctor, mm. a bit of the second, a bit, I'm going to be an amalgamation of them all. But none of them, I don't think, none of them ever did. Not even David Tennant, you know. Right. They always give the... But they always very much their own doctors. They don't get... Mm. Whereas Peter Capaldi actually does bring in the characters of every single previous Doctor. And I think that is something that, you know, I can I, I can look to him with incredibly, uh, incredible mark of respect for. How, mm. What a fantastic acting mm. ability that I, is. To... Yes, he channels other Doctors so well, and you can yes. see him doing it. I mean, yeah. in the shot we just saw, he's channeling Pertwee. Yes. That noble That's... profile of his. That's and it, And the big David. hair. yeah. Yeah, and there was another shot earlier where where um, he was walking against a white wall, and you saw his profile in shadow. Yes, and, and it was yes, it was the third Doctor to me. 
Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And it's effortless as well. He makes it look effortless. It's not effortless. Oh, it, I mean, it, yeah. Pat Troughton always used to pretend it was effortless, but it was actually a process behind what he was doing. Oh yeah, I, I well, it's true. I mean, I can remember um, seeing uh, one of these master classes on TV with uh, with Michael Caine, mm. and he had all these students, and um, he was sort of giving them a bit of a lesson in acting, and uh, he was doing it, it was it was only a couple of lines he was saying. It was one tiny little scene, mm. and he was just working them through it, what he would do to do the scene, and he was saying, "You don't blink." You never, ever blink. Oh, I, d I didn't mean that, the joke with Doctor Who, but <laughs> you're just saying you always keep your eyes open because otherwise you look like a big, a big sort of, I don't know, a giraffe thing, he said, if you blink, you know. Right. So he was showing bit by bit by bit and there was, there, he was doing 20 things but doing nothing. Mm. That's, all, that's all he did. And I think that's the sort of quality we get with, with Capaldi, isn't it? Oh, I agree with you. Now what? he's holding the staff, he looks a bit like Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his what? bandaged hand. I don't understand. He's, his body's trying to regenerate. Why? What? What's? Well, I think what? it's... Well, it's it's obviously been through a trauma. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, is it trying to regenerate at this point? I think... It, I thought it was actually being zapped by the Cyberman headpiece that really got the, the, the sort of the orange energy flowing... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just noticed it on yeah. his hand when he went against the tree, wasn't it? I don't know. Maybe he picked up an injury in an earlier scene that we've brushed over. Yes, yeah. We've probably been talking. <laughs> um, but this scene, is this the scene like in the woods you were saying? This they, is they... where she's saying, if this is me, I don't want to carry on. Oh, And it's heartbreaking. Wow. It is. If this it is, is how it's going to be. And he's saying, well, there's always hope. Tears yes. of hope, he's saying to her. Yeah, yeah, I've just seen him. I'm, he just said the word hope. He did, didn't he? It is heartbreaking. It's something that um, I feel in this episode, we don't have the outright terror and horror and suspense of no, last week's episode. No. What we have, though, is strong emotional moments throughout it. We've got um, Missy and... Um, and uh, the master turn up here. Look, this is what's so confusing. It's not confusing, it's brilliant. Is when one moment we're seeing um, uh, Bill as herself and then she's back to being the Cyberman, isn't it? Is it when she's talking? Look, see, she's mm. back to being Bill and it's so clever. Mm. Rachel Talley, she's so clever. I can, mm. I can tell you're a fan. Yes. Oh, I, I, well, right from the first time I saw the very first Rachel Talley episode, um, which was the unfortunate Cyber Break um, series. Oh, but right. if you, yeah, but if you ignore some of the the things, you know, which aren't, I don't think so good about that, you know, like the Cyber Break and so forth. The rest of it, it was a revelation in cinematic Doctor Who. Look at this. Did you just see that? Mm. What was that going on there? That was an homage to the three Doctors in um, in the 50th anniversary special. But it was with the Masters and the Doctor, and they just put their wands out. Do you see that? Mm, yes. And this is what, all the way through this, it was tugging at my heartstrings because it was, it was giving these little... People like us, David, who know Doctor Who is 50-year-plus history and know the classic scenes. and the, 
every so on they they would go, oh, that reminds you of this. Oh, they're all, and it's building up the emotion in you. It's building up the love for Doctor Who, I think. Well, there's you know? a really good one last week, which we missed. I said Bill was cooking very few chips, and it turned out that she was just making them a portion of chips each for their oh. date. And they the next scene cut to them eating chips from a polystyrene tub. And I thought, oh, oh that's really lovely because that's a call back to Rose and the first date. Yes. And it that's all went right. full circle. And this episode's very much about going full circle. Yes, yes, of Particularly course. Particularly the end of it. Which oh. which I suspected <laughs> anyway. I've been I've been expecting that all year, to be honest. Have you really been expecting? Oh. Yes, I have. I have. Oh, but gosh. now they've got these um the Cybermen have all got rocket boots now, including the Mondasian Cybermen. So they've, yes. been, they've been seriously upgraded. They have. I love that when you saw them all going off and then the Mondasian one goes up as well, does it? It's wonderful. But well, well, I, why don't they do... just send one up, bash through the ceiling, and then they could all just use the same hole instead oh. of all getting, I don't know, damaged, potentially damaged, smashing it... through. Or perhaps it doesn't damage them at all. They're yeah, just like they, battering rams. They're unstoppable. Well, it's, they've said they've got... There's a scene in here where um, she says, look, they've got armor. Oh, it's by here, isn't it? She says they've got armor now, isn't it? They, they've right. been armored. No, right. Yeah. Well, because there they are. They're all smashing through yeah. floor 900 now. Gosh. Do, do you love that? Um, do, you, do you love the way that black billowing smoke pours out to them, David? It's, uh, oh, it's it's fantastic. You're just seeing Nardle. He's he's pepped all the weaponry up, and they yes. didn't quite understand. Was it some alteration to some software in the guns to make well, them extra destructive? I didn't figure this out, but I later on he gives a, a closer explanation, doesn't he? And what he says is, this isn't really a field and a place at all. It's a it, it's a ship. They're on a ship. So right. what they're doing is finding the bits that are, that you can hit with a gun which says so it's obviously some sort of circuitry or some so what he's saying oh. there is actually even though you can see a tree there for example it's actually i don't know a computer bank or an electrical oh i see so, so they shoot in through that and causing all the explosions they how, to... how about the apple hand grenade <laughs> i'd love that so i do like that it's part of your five a day isn't it the apple hand grenade <laughs> He says, it's the, it's, what did he do, say? Do, Something do, like, it's the, it's the biggest Apple upgrade you'll ever I'm, get. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you pull the stalk out and lob it at the enemy and it explodes. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, now, this is interesting. Because see, here, the dematerialisation circuit. Oh, it's classic Pertwee. It's absolute classic Pertwee, is it? The number of wonderful photographs of John Pertwee we have holding it. So they've obviously reconstructed it, haven't they? Well, yes, made something very, very similar. Yes, yeah, it's wonderful. I love to see that. John Pertwee always working on that dematerialisation Oh, yes, it was called steady-state micro-welding when he did it. Was it? Yes, (laughs) that's how he had his first encounter with Joe Grant, because she assumed he was starting a fire and leapt for the fire extinguisher and ruined all of his delicate soldering. I'm laughing so much because that lovely scene at the table. Oh, dear, she's shooting oh, Bill. Yes, and, that's um, yeah. Hazron. Is shooting Hazron. at Bill yes, mistakenly. Yes. And now she's full of contrition. Yes, she is. 
but I loved the way that she uh, pushed her mug over and touched his and uh, Nardole pulls it back. Oh, yes, me, so. because he makes clear he's not... I don't know, uh, it's a bit of um, flirtation, wasn't it? A bit of yeah, well, I think she says, I'll, didn't she say, I'll try anything once? When he says she, he's yeah. not human, yes, she does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that... You see, there's also a reminiscence in reminding me of this. You know, we've mentioned the other ones, but also of um, what's that under siege one? The Christmas, Matt Smith's final one as well, wasn't it? The Matt Smith regeneration. You sort of knew it was coming. Now, I was braced all evening for the regeneration tonight. I was thinking, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? I was genuinely convinced that by by this stage now, I, I think I was feeling... He is going to regenerate tonight. It is going to happen tonight. Yeah. Were you feeling that? I absolutely felt that. Because yeah. at the moment, he's behaving like a man with nothing left to lose. Yes. He's messed yeah. everything up. And this is where perhaps the penitence and the contrition that was missing earlier in the season is coming yeah. in. You know, he's having to atone for what he's done. Yes. Do you know, um, uh, uh, Johnson looks rather dignified with that goatee, actually, doesn't he, looking at him there? He's, well, uh... this is a semi-night shot, isn't it? And the yes. doctor's making his speech. And I think and I think this was beautiful because the, the key message, really, of this and tonight's episode was just be kind. Yes. I wish we could oh. all be kind. I mean, we're being very kind about this episode, obviously. Yes. But I just wish, as a society, we were kind. And that's what he's saying here on the screen now. And yes. do you know, David, it was a very emotional speech. It, it reminded me, you know, that wonderful war speech he gave in um, the the Zygon one. Is it the Zygon inversion? Yes, yes, yes. And he was childless. And I thought, I know you said Moffat, you know, it obviously isn't Shakespeare. But <laughs> this, you know, is really good writing at a level which um you know it says something to your soul doesn't it yes you if, know? You, if you were doing a compilation of the finest new hue moments i would be very surprised if that speech didn't get in there so you yes. were doing a top 10 yeah yeah it is I agree. it is one of the big milestone moments of the last 10 or so years since the show's been back Yes, I agree with you. And Capaldi does it wonderfully, doesn't oh, he? he does. you know, that, this is the wonderful thing because um, we always think of the Doctor as somebody, you know, I, I think back to what Tom Baker used to say, you know, he used to say the problem with all the other heroes, he didn't want to be anybody else. He'd say James Bond, this one, this one, all the other. So they always going around kicking people oh, and yes. hitting people, isn't it? But he says the doctor doesn't do that, does he? You know, it no. is looking for kindness, help. You know, he'll get kicked for the other person, won't he? To be kind, right? Yes. And that's what I suppose that's what he's doing here. He's saying even though he's only going to buy them a bit more time, and they will die eventually, but he's gonna he's gonna try to do so. Just be kind. It's, it's the wonderful correct thing stuff. to do, isn't it? That's what he's saying. You well, know, it they, might be futile, but it's the correct thing to do. Do you know, David, and those are the things which go down it. You know, when you hear about um, heroes and you often hear about heroes and you think um, somebody's done something and, and people claim that they're a hero. Well, you know, uh, there are heroes and there are heroes, you know, and I think people who are, are heroic are doing the thing for the right reason, for the mm. right, what's the right thing to do mm. in a selfless act. Mm. It's not something to go, 
I will be looked at in this way if I do it. They're doing it because they, they know it's the right thing to do, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Right. And this is the apple lobby. This lobbing. is the famous weaponry <laughs> in the apple. Look, I, look at that. Oh, yes, it's like a whole... Yes, it's magnificently cinematic, the way everything just exploded there. Yeah, would that be CGI or is that real? Because they're not flying in the air, aren't they? Well, I, I imagine that they um, in some way simulated it in reality rather than CGI'd it. It looked like an explosion to me. Yeah. Ah, now yeah. this, now, now, we've entered the bit where you think Missy's having second thoughts. Now, I didn't mm. mention it earlier when you said the Western, but I'm going to mention it now because one of the very strong resonances I had, I thought, oh, this is the Magnificent Seven. This, you know, a very small oh. band of people defending the village from bandits in, in that that's, case. And, that's a lovely, yeah. And, of yeah. course, one of the Magnificent seven through cowardice rides away before the battle and there's yeah. a redemption moment when that person rides back into town and stands side by side with with the rest of them yes. and i thought oh missy's going to come riding back into town i just know she's going to have a moment and she's going to say i'm going to go and do the right thing yes so, oh. sadly she didn't get the chance to yeah, I saw see what you mean straight away. Actually, yeah, of course, the magnificent seven. Yeah, that makes sense. What what what's the expression, David? Intertextuality, isn't it? Yes. Where, um, yeah, yes. where he's channeling all these different uh, uh, films and texts and stories and, and dropping them in there. And uh, well, something actually. <laughs> I mean, you said it, but Shakespeare used to do that hugely, didn't he? Of course, you know. Absolutely, was, uh, very little yeah. original in Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's original though is is Shakespeare, of course, isn't it? Mm. So it's, uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I I love that throughout this, you know. I because I, I don't think it's a question of, I don't think Stephen Moffat has done it in this to go, you know, or oh, that bit will do or that bit will work. It's purposefully done to get our reminiscent minds going, if you like, mm. you know. I I think I think. Let's go back uh, to the episode. Okay. So where okay. are we now? We've got. Well, Nardol is uh, is chatting to the to the doctor here. Well, you see, the... I love Nardol. I think he's brilliant. He's a yeah. really really good character, and it's not like Matt Lucas needs to play this. He's doing it because he wants to be in Doctor Who. He yes, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, do you know we haven't talked about him enough this episode because um, he he deserves to be praised non-stop because he is so good isn't he well he's, he he's really... yes he's morphed at first i saw him as the doctor's batman i.e servant but he's now yeah. mother hen isn't he yeah he's, he is yeah. he's he's developed he's now a protector of children he's now yeah he he's picked up some very good qualities and he's claiming that he's doing it out of a wish to avoid previously boring aspects of his life but i yes. think he's enjoying it yes yes yeah i i think you know nardal is great i love the doctor smiling here you know he's so great look at capaldi's hair isn't it wonderful it's bigger than ever isn't it <laughs> it must be the regeneration energy has given it a bit of body that's yes. what it is <laughs> yes <laughs> We can't all do that, David. It's a, it's a contrast to Matt Lucas's hair, which doesn't exist. 
Of course. <laughs> that, that's interesting. Because, of course, in Matt, Matt Smith's last uh, story, he didn't have any hair, did he? <laughs> it's very good, very good, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've got these these scenes going throughout here, you know, where we've got... It's, I think it draws more and more emotion into it as we as we go again into this. Mm. We're in the last, what, yeah. 20 minutes. And... Um, I think it becomes more and more emotional. And the the fact that you've got an extra 15 so minutes in the episode mm. allows the director to perhaps dwell on things a little longer than would be the case in any other episode this season. The slightly yes. extended episode gives time for a bit more character development, gives time for a bit more detail, gives time to do some perhaps indulgent or seemingly self-indulgent touches that would otherwise be cut out of necessity. But it just gives the scenes greater scope to develop. Yes. Like this one between the master and the missy. Oh, now let's talk about this one, because this is one. She's just put her umbrella into the ground, told him to come here. Oh, were you expecting this, David? Oh, I had a feeling, because somebody did this in Ripper Street, Season four, when they turn some sort of embrace into a a knife in the ribs, ah. and I thought because when she comes out with a bit of blood, it's quite strong stuff. I mean, it's here it calculating, but yeah. violence. You can see oh. in his face there, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. He's gone. Oh my gosh, it's quite hot. Do you know it's it's even worse seeing it the second time because you know what's happened. Indeed. You can see it absolutely in his eyes. Look. Mm. He's like, she's delivered a mortal wound. You know, she's done mm. this. She knows mm. what she's doing, isn't she? She's, uh, she's uh, her face is so good, David. I can't get over it. The, the acting is top notch, isn't it? Uh, yes, Time Lord's Bleed. Oh. Lots of things. And look, oh, there's the blade. Oh, she's oh. wiping it down. It's the sheer calculating coldness of it, isn't it? Yeah, she's still got it. Even though she's yeah. a bit goody-goody at the moment. She's still yeah. got that... Well, she she said she wouldn't have missed being him for the world, but she doesn't <laughs> feel she can move on in her life while he... You know, while, while, while his backstory exists, I guess. Yes, yeah, yeah. She wouldn't have it's missed re- it, but she wants to move on from it. Yes, it's really interesting, actually, because uh, I'm looking... When we go come back to the scene in a minute, it's just... Uh, it reminds me again of another thing, of a, a thing, another famous previous scene in Doctor Who's history. Oh, look at this now. There's Bill and the Doctor talking again. Oh, that was the big farewell. That was the Doctor, sort of a one-man Magnificent Seven, going yeah. to face the bad guys. And he does, oh, doesn't he? There's a scene shortly afterwards where he's actually in the thick of battle. Yes, yes. Which is quite the oh now here we go look at this David so they go in into the, the, the lift. she's put yeah yes. she's put him into the left and he's saying you know welcome to the sisterhood she says isn't it you know and when he's questioning her I think he's expecting oh if it's for some evil plan that's fair enough you've done a good mm-hmm. job but look <laughs> what does she reply with David she's Right, well, he says he would never wish to be her, which is why he shoots her. No, this Never turn your a... back on him. No. Big mistake. Yeah, big mistake. Oh. She is, she's like an evil Mary Poppins, isn't she? She is, absolutely. I think that was in her intention. Oh, look, she means short. You've got to see right through her skull and oh. into her eye. 
that was brilliant. a death, wasn't it? It is, look, and she knows she's lying there. She's like, oh, this is it. I gave Mortal you, blow. don't even bother to regenerate. I gave you the full power. Yes, that's great. It's so, it's so apt, it's so perfect, it's so poetic, isn't it? That the two masters end up killing each other rather than, uh, you know, helping the doctor. Or it's, it's a beautiful scene. But it reminded me as well of... Um, of course, the Yana scene in when we have Derek Jacobi's master. Mm, that was a because, cracker. That was oh, bad. that was an absolute bit. But of course, we had the wonderful thing. He's just become the master. He's going into the TARDIS, and of course, she shoots. Look at that! Look at that scene, mm. David, in the in the left going down mm. into the darkness. Mm. What a fabulous bit of direction! Who thought there was? No, you didn't need to do that, did you? But no. it's done. So beautifully. Do you it's really showing... think he's dead though? He's gonna. Well, he's gonna survive, isn't he? Well, they both I will li- if they need to. Yeah, he's well, had I like... worse. <laughs> he has had worse. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way that he's the lift was showing him descending with ever deepening darkness down to the depths. It's like he's going into Hades, into hell. Right. That's where he. He belongs, that's and where I he belongs, love. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. But I complete. Oh, look at this scene. Now, oh, this is the one you were talking about, David. Yes, isn't this it? Is, where... this is gung ho Kill Bill style violence. This is a bit of slow mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's great, actually, isn't it? It's I think really. The brigadier like, used to use a revolver a bit like this. He used to swing around and just uh... seemingly <laughs> not aim and just hit everyone. <laughs> It's lovely though, isn't it? What a lovely uh, thing to the uh, look at that Cybermen blowing up, flipping over. Oh no! Oh, shot in the back. Everyone's been dispatched yeah. through it's a all... mortal wound to the back, and now the yeah. Oh, I'm so emotional that... that oh no, he's in the front. So yeah, yeah. But this is why the regeneration triggers, isn't it? Because he's been right. cyber zapped. I look at that. I'm. I. I. He say I'm not a doctor. I am the. Doctor. The original, you might say. That's what he said, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it was. Which is Richard, a throwback to Rip, Richard Herndall. Yes. The five in the, doctors. The five doctors. The original. You may be you might a say. doctor, but I am the doctor. The original, you might say. That's it, David. And that is perfect. where I totally suspected that the first doctor would be back. Really. Because I've been. I've been convinced he's coming back for ages. Oh, because of all the God. first Doctor references throughout the whole season. You're right. Yes, of course, right from the pilot, wasn't it? Where we had the mm. Susan on the desk and uh, mm. it's fabulous, isn't it? Oh, this, do you know that the Cybermen effect? Oh, my gosh, he's going to blow the whole... Mm. I was really emotional watching this part. What a fabulous explosion. Well, you thought I... that he really had come to an end, didn't you? Uh, you know yeah. he couldn't, otherwise Chris Chibnall's out of a job, so it can't end <laughs> here. There was Look a suspicion that. that they might have played a big trick on us all and this might actually be the final episode ever. Yes, yeah. He said, I hoped there would be stars when he was dying. Well, we saw because... Heather from the puddle. She had a star in her eye. Yes. But no, yes. I was going to say, that reminds me of the master when he was cremated. And the ring fell off. We, oh, we saw yes. our last shots of John Sims through a funeral pyre. Yes, he seems of to have course. survived it, though. 
Yes, you're right. yeah, it was just like a funeral pyre, actually, mm. wasn't it? We saw, um, yes, you're right. That we saw the doctor just now, and yeah, mm. you're right. Mm. Not and for then, the first time. No, and now no. Daddy Nardle's oh. helping his young charge. Yeah, and we're in a, a sort of uh, we've come from the the, the Hades like um, scenery mm. to this um, paradisical type scenery. Well, it's we? a so, lot. Yes, they've they've. The grading is a lot brighter. Yes. Whereas yeah. before it that. was all blue and cold. That's right. And look, look, he's, he's got, got two children both. and <laughs> everything's going just right. But oh. he is having to explain that they'll have to deal with the Cybermen when they catch up. Yeah. Look at this scorched earth. This is incredible. This is the dead planet. Mm. This is what this reminds me of. <gasps> look at that scene. This is Hitchcock again. I mean, I know I mentioned it last week. That was something Hitchcock would do a time of mortal danger of something. Hitchcock would always go up with a godlike view, looking mm. down. And that, and I've noticed mm. that uh, she knows her stuff, does Rachel Tavern. Well, she does, is... doesn't she? Yes. Oh, yeah. Poor Belle. Oh, oh. She's giving it everything. She is. She She's genuine. Do you know what? I was actually thinking to myself. She's getting on the same lines as uh, um, Catherine Tate in her acting ability mm. because Catherine Tate was utterly superb mm. in that season she did. Mm. I agree um, with you. Awful in that Christmas special she did, but, <laughs> but utterly superb after that. Look at this. Oh, there is a tear there, David. There was there? tears, and, and yeah. here she comes. Yeah, you're right. Heather Puddle, yeah. back from oh. the dead. I was perplexed the first time I saw this. What, what What's going on with that? Well, Heather's tracked her down mm. to this spaceship. We didn't expect Because they this want to be that. together. No, we didn't. Yeah. She can pilot oh. anything, apparently, Heather. Yes. Oh, but now, like... look, she's come outside. And this, for me, was a shame. Because yeah. the power of puddles and the power of teardrops has actually extricated Bill from the cyber suit. And yeah. now we get the kiss on yes, yeah, Doctor Who. And Bill doesn't want to stop there, does she? No, she doesn't. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit steamy for before seven thirty in the evening. Yes. And I don't know if Bill's now had to become a water creature to survive. Well, I think so. That's what she's. She, I think she says later, "Am I? Am I? Am I human again?" Now she says, "I can make. You I can make human, you human," and that's where I think my. My um, heart broke for a second time because she yes. will make a human and she'll be back. Yes, yes. Which is but such a shame because she had such a hell of a send-off. Well, she she could be back, but I don't think she... Oh, look at this scene, David. Look at this visual. Going through space and then locking in on the TARDIS mm. where we were here only a few weeks ago, yes, David. The, like. Yes, it does. Apparently, it does rotate, and you can fix a camera to it if you need to take a, oh. a, a three sixty shot of the TARDIS set. You can pop a camera on wow. one of those uh, cylinders at the top. Yeah, it's fabulous, isn't and it? That, that the shot trip. there, a bit more sophisticated, but I'll swear that the first Doctor regenerated. You saw him from the top first, didn't you? And then oh, it came to his face. You're right. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and watch that again. You're right, David. Perhaps it went the other way. Perhaps it zoomed in rather than come out. But you did get an overhead shot of him when he you was did. about to regenerate, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. 
You're right. Yeah. And look at this. The, you know what this scene here where they're talking and um, Capaldi's lying on the floor of this TARDIS after they leave. It's so emotional. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And soon, they, have they looked out the TARDIS doors yet? Oh, yes. Oh, here they we just, go. Yeah, they're just opening now. Let so, me show you around. Oh, and do they actually step into the void then? Do they leave the TARDIS so they can go and be watery people together? Well, I think so. That, right. But do you know what I like? She says, she says, can you get me back in time for tea? Which, of course, yes. is survival, isn't it? Yes, yes. We'd yes, go off is. and, yeah. You see, and this is why it's it's no coincidence all these little plays. They, they're really well crafted by Stephen Moffat mm. to sort of give us these little... Oh, look at that burnt and dead doctor. Yes, but he gets better pretty rapidly. He does. He's he's healed by the love, I think. And there's the tear. Yes, that's the tear. She doesn't touch it. She leaves it there, look. She leaves it seep into his (laughs) DNA. To rehydrate him. (laughs) Yes, yeah. (laughs) Look at the scene here. They both step out to the TARDIS doors. Mm. Of course, last time something like this happened, we ended up on the planet of giants, didn't we? Because well, uh, we did, yes, yes, because yeah. because of the physics that we didn't understand, yes. caused everything to shrink. That's right. That's but there's right. no consequence in modern Doctor Who. You can well step he's a, he's into a, the void, and it doesn't matter. Off they go. Off they and go. The t- oh. And now no. we've got the camera coming down from the ceiling, because the Doctor's now looking a lot more well. Mm. He's obviously yes. a bit more hydrated. Yeah. Oh, and... look. We've got the regeneration coming well, from the, the tear. From the tear, yes. From the tear. And they're looking at old. Now, did you oh. enjoy the flashbacks? All the companions, Doctor. Yes. Doctor. Oh, look, Sarah Jane. They're, oh, they're all there. River Song. They're all there. But it's, it's, we're being teased, aren't we? Moffat is teasing us that this is going to be the regeneration <laughs> that never was. Yes. He's absolutely he teased us. And, you know, this was going into a Caves of Androzani moment, wasn't it? With mm. the companions going around. I thought, he's going to regenerate. He's going to regenerate. No, he's pulled out. He's pulled oh. out of it. No regeneration today. He is such a big tease, isn't he? Look at him. He's... <laughs> well, he he's is. Good. And this now is... we're about to come full circle, aren't we? Because he's about to come... I said it could be Antarctica and I suggested last time that this regeneration was in some way linked to the first Doctor's regeneration happening concurrently. Well I got that wrong but it was a good theory. Well I thought yeah well I thought it was an excellent theory and I couldn't figure out what was going to happen but I love this scene here now because I was completely shocked when I saw this because this is classic this is fabulously done he goes out to the door, and of course, immediately the doors close. We get the cloister bell. Oh, yes. Dong yes. in in the background. It's like the TARDIS going, danger, danger. No, don't go out there, isn't it? You can't ignore the cloister bell, or you ignore no. it at your peril. Absolutely. So we know something big is going to happen, but he's going out into the snow. Here we go, cloister bell. This is what yeah. we saw in the pre credits last week. And oh, he's able isn't... to quell the regeneration by popping his hands into snow. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty clever, isn't it? It certainly is. 
And he's about to appear. And where is he? There he is. He's oh, my gosh. It's like, it's like William Hartnell coming through the fog in the very first episode, isn't it? He, it is, actually. Oh, appearing so... in the junkyard. It's absolutely class. Here Look he at comes. that. He's even got the hat and the scarf oh, that William Hartnell gosh. had in those very first moments of, of his appearance. And it's wow. David Bradley. Beautiful. He puts his hands up to the lapels and gives a little mischievous smile, doesn't he? Oh, he does. He does. And David Bradley is the doctor. the doctor. We need to score this, don't we? We need to well, score this. I'm still in shock from David Bradley. I, I, did, I know you said it last week, but, well, it's fabulous. What a way to go into the Christmas special. Mm. Oh, wonderful. David, let's, get, let's give a score then. Mm, you first. I am going to give this 9.5. That's what I gave last week's. It is. It is. Mm. I I would give it a 10, but I was cross that Bill survived it, even Mm. though she's very watery now. But then the human body's mainly water anyway, so probably was water anyway, but never mind. So I scored 9.5 last week. I'm going to dock it half a point. And I'm going to give this one a nine. Oh. <laughs> because Bill should have stayed dead. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think we, we, we are pretty much in agreement with that, wasn't mm. it? But do you know what was a wonderful thing? Because you did say, David, you were really worried that Stephen Moffat had a habit of coming up with a corker of a first episode mm. for the season finale. And then... Not not dropping the ball, but not doing quite as good a throw, if you like, for the for the final mm. one. And he he held it this time, doesn't he? He dropped a little bit, just a mm. little bit, but but he pretty much held on to it, I think. I think the strength of both episodes was the fact that they were understandable. Yes. And that you didn't yeah. need a lot of what's the word? It was there if you knew about the history of Doctor Who, all the little references and nice little touches were there, but the story could have stood on its own without knowing any of that stuff. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So there we are, cinematic but simplistic. Do you want to give any last word before we leave for the moment about... um, This is actually Peter Capaldi's, Stephen Moffat's, Pearl Mackey's, because it did actually say in today's Radio Times for today's listing, it says this is um, The Departing Pearl Mackey. Right. It actually says, um, yeah. Right. So, so I think she has gone, and mm-hmm. that's that's the end of Pearl Mackey. What do you want to say? A quick, you know, anything about the fact that it's the end of an era, almost, apart from the Christmas special, or well, should we leave that? Well, I think. Well, well, we'll definitely be back to review the Christmas episode. It seems oh, a yes. long way off now, but I think it's nicely set up. Fantastically excited that David Bradley's back. And I would like to see him have his own story, really, but probably with some help from Peter Capaldi, who I assume is going to be in the Christmas special. Yes, yes. But who knows? It could be that it could be the first Doctor can carry the story on his own or perhaps he'll have help from somewhere else. Who knows? But we're no closer to knowing who the next Doctor is. No, it's still a mystery, and that could that could be a great thing if well, it's revealed what, at Christmas. Well, or what if what if David Bradley takes over again? Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine that would be really that would interesting? Be, actually, but I just but, wonder uh, if the Christmas. I just wonder if the Christmas one, because we know the Doctor 
perishes in a snowy landscape or at least near one. I'm just wondering if they're going to in some way try and link back to the first regeneration at the end of Christmas. I don't know. I really don't know. No, no. It's fascinating. It's left us in a real conundrum. But they have to be true to the first Doctor and they have to give us a cracking Christmas episode and everything will be right in the world of Doctor Who. Oh, that's a great reason. Well, if if they do a good a job as they've done with those episodes and with um, the resurrection of the Mondasian Cybermen, which has been done brilliantly, we've got nothing to worry about. And of course, the Christmas special is in the safe hands of Rachel Talley. Whoa, so, that would be yeah. good. Yeah, and we know David, of course, don't we? Because she left a message that we read on her desk mm. in the BBC studio. Oh, well, we did, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, very good. David, um, it's been great talking about this, but perhaps we should ask the listeners not to, um, uh, you know, go too far because, of course, even though the season 10 has finished, we are soldiering on. We are stopping for nothing, David, do we? No, we're on a roll now. Because next week we are going to be reviewing... Which Doctor Who story, David? Doctor Who and the Giant Robot by Terence Dix. Oh, so please, everybody, come back next week. iTunes, the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance, or our Jellycast page, and please download us for next week's review. Please tweet us at Doctor Who on Target. That's DR Who on Target. Or email us at DoctorWhoOnTarget at gmail.com. That's the end of this episode, and I would like to thank BBC Audio and Penguin Random House for kindly supplying us with preview copies, and to Smerin's Antisocial Club for the use of their version of the Doctor Who theme tune. The biggest thank you goes to you, our listeners.